I know you know where they are, so tell me. Before I do some damage, you won't walk away from me. No cap. I want you to get this fuck where he breathes. I want you to find this Nancy boy, Elliot Ness. I want him dead. I want his family dead. I want his house burnt to the ground. I want to go to the middle of the night. I want to push out his ass. I went the fuck. I went the fuck. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe fuck yourself. I could have been a contender. I could have been somebody. But that shit went back in the motherfucker. Back in the motherfucker. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Lip City Goons Podcast. I'm in number one goon, DJ Kenosis, a.k.a. Mr. Nick at Night, a.k.a. your favorite actual, real, authentic PDX DJ. And uh, we're going to talk about a lot of things today. My co-host is uh, not with me here today. Uh, UFC fights were on, so he... Uh, a little preoccupied, but that's okay. Sometimes you gotta watch the fights. You know, me personally, I typically uh, only tend to watch one or two fighters that I find interesting. One, Conor McGregor. I watch Floyd Money Mayweather. I watch Mike Tyson. I think I actually spent money to watch the uh, Mike Tyson fight. And everyone says, "Oh well, you know, he's old. He's old. Why, why do you want to watch that?" He's like, "Because it's fucking Mike Tyson." Some of you forgot who Mike Tyson is, so not only that too, but it was uh, versus Roy Jones, and uh, Roy, he's a, he's a killer too, man. I loved, I enjoyed watching Roy's career. You know, I used to be real big into uh, combatives and sports like that, but nah, these days I, you know, don't watch it as much as I used to. But that doesn't mean I don't have respect for it and uh, you know all that shit. So anyway. CG is not here with us, but I am, and uh, you know, last week, I feel like we got a little bit off track of what this podcast really is, uh, it got a little political, and it got a little weird, it got a little conspiracy-y, and uh, this isn't a 100% conspiracy podcast, there's a lot of shit out there, if you're looking for that, it's out there, this is just a more of a, a local opinions and ideologies from my perspective, um, so I, you know, I, I don't want to get, I don't want to get pigeonholed into a bracket, you know, unless it's the sweet 16, which it is cause it's March, you know, and, uh, Beavers advanced. So that's cool. That's cool. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't want to get too, uh, too caught up in politics. I think everybody listening to this already knows like politics is bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ra ra ra, and look, man. I'm like, take care of your family, take care of your health, take care of yourself. Uh, personally, I wish that legislatively we were, you know, a little bit more scaled back than we are, because I feel like they're reaching with a lot of this shit and they get involved in too much. Uh, but I don't want this to be a political podcast. I don't want it to be a conspiracy podcast. You know, I talked to my cousin. 
you know, after the first podcast, and he's like, hey, bro, like, you need to put your buffalo hat on and shit. And I'm not saying that there's, like, bad shit that happens out there. It is, and there might be some crazy shit going on out there, but that's not exactly 100% what this podcast is about. This is for entertainment. This is for the Northwest. This is to bring something local, and this is for us to tap into our community and to, uh, you know, do better, right? Uh, Aside from what's going on in fucking D.C., but that's a long way from PDX. DC's far from PDX, so I'm about taking care of our own and uh, taking care of our business and doing the best that we can as a society. And you know, I, I don't want it to be that heavy. So I got a, I got a whole bunch of different uh, ideas, different schemes, different game plans, and shit we're gonna talk about. A whole lot of shit we're gonna talk about. Uh, we're gonna talk about some movies that are coming out. We're gonna talk about, uh, you know some sports because i'm a big sports guy you know i like all kinds of sports even sports entertainment i like wrestling uh i might even get into uh uh, some verdansk if you were a call of duty player i know some of you are some of you aren't some of you dabble uh but i play call of duty i mean and uh, i want to get into some of the shit with playstation and the ps5 and kind of the inaccessibility of it right now and and the xbox as well so i want to tap into some of that stuff um so yeah, so with that being said, I want to kick it off with Lillard's 50 plus night. Uh, I've been watching the Blazers for so long, man, so long, man, and, and I started, I was born in 1985, so I started with the, uh, I like to call them the NBA Jam Blazers, right? If, if you played video games, you know what in, NBA Jam's all about. Terry Porter, Clyde Drexler, you know, Cliff Robinson. Jerome Kersey, the Blazers that went to the finals the last time, and uh, all the way through the heartbreak with Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal and the Lakers, you know, when they uh, beat us, I remember when I was a kid, you know, just funny story, tit for tat, you know, uh, eight Kobe, right, number eight. Kobe throws the dish to Shaq, boom, they knock Scottie Pippen, and of course, any kid that grew up in that era was just a huge Jordan fan. I still got Jordan posters in my workshop, bro, because it it exudes excellence, right? Like, you want to be the best version of yourself, you got to look at people that are the best version of all time, and uh, I'm not saying LeBron James or anybody else isn't that right now. I'm watching. I'm keeping tabs. But uh, I still haven't seen anything like Michael Jordan, you know, still haven't. Um, but Damian Lillard is real fucking close, man. And I mean that, like, I'm not joking. Like, when I see the shots that that guy fucking takes, oh, uh, man, it, it's the same feeling I got when Jordan put the shot up versus Utah, man. That last shot, boom, cross on Russell, bow, bucket, game over, like, it's the same feeling I get when, when Lillard's got the ball and he's playing the Rockets and boom, boom, cross up Chandler, where you at James Harden, nowhere, boom, Houston Rockets, super team out of the playoffs, Oklahoma City, Paul George, boom, boom, oh, I don't got range, yes, I got range, duck it, this Portland Trailblazers, and don't get me wrong, I love the Pippin and the, J- the Jailblazers, I think they're wrongly called that, because like, so what if the guy smoked weed in the 2000, like, people smoke weed, whatever. Damian Stoudemire, Scotty Pippen, Bonzi Wells, yak, yak, yak. You know the roster. Rashid, before he went to the Pistons. Uh, 
this Blazers team is the, in my opinion, best Blazers team to have ever done it. Uh, and all behind, I mean, let's let's be real. Like there was trade rumors that Lamarcus Aldridge was going to come back to Portland, and it still might happen. Like it's still a possibility. You know, it's it's not outside of the realm of a reality that that they could pick him up if the price is right. But in my personal opinion, the Aldridge Blazers was just so sad, man, because. You had Brandon Roy, and even Kobe Bryant said Brandon Roy is like one of the top tier defenders. He's one of the hardest guys to deal with. He's a hard worker. He was a Northwest natural, you know, university, UW, dogs. He was tough. He was good. Uh, but the, the crazy thing is, is like, you know, he got hurt. So Aldridge is like this big man who's supposed to do it. He's supposed to do it. But you could just tell when he was playing ball, his heart wasn't in it. He had nothing to prove, man. He was, he was used to being the top dog. But in, in the the terms of the NBA, when everyone's looking at him, they're like, bro, you like maybe an all-star, maybe. And he put numbers up, and the city of Portland really held that guy up. Like, high standard. Like, we loved that guy. Like, we, we put him up. We, we really put him on a pedestal, man. Like, we really did. And he never delivered. It never came. And then when Dame came, it was like, now you got, you know, Brandon Roy's gone, but now you got that guy, that underdog with that fire in his eyes. Like, he's just got the heart, man. He's been overlooked his whole life. Too small, can't shoot, not enough handles, whatever. Small college, I don't believe you, like, like it ain't going to be real or whatever. But what happened? Lillard came and he just stunned, stunned so hard and, and to the point where it was like, this is Lillard's team now. Like, this is our guy, right? Like, it's going to be Lillard and like Aldridge, like you're the vet. Like, you're going to have to like take a second, take a second back. And what'd he do? He dipped first chance he got. He was out the door. San Antonio and he's, I get it. Like, Aldridge is from Texas, whatever. Like, but he fucking dipped, left the city. And I heard all sorts of funny. I, I remember eating at the Portland City Grill. If you ever been there, you know, that skyscraper shit. You can look over, but you can get a good happy hour price, you know, and still feel like you're living luxurious. There was rumors that that motherfucker, that there's an underground tunnel from the Blazers, you know, where they at, to the uh, Portland City Grill. And that dude used to be there like five minutes after the game ended. Like, he was more concerned with his steak bites than he was really about us winning a game because he had no faith in us winning a game. Now, I look at the... 3J McCollum and uh, Damian Lillard and I look at the Blazers now and I'm like bro y'all like this is that's what it is and then I don't know how I have no idea how but to acquire the Olympian Carmelo Anthony and I'm, it's a thing of beauty to watch this guy play ball everybody says oh LeBron 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 what about Melo bro they took the best years of his life over there at uh, uh, New York they wasted it. I mean, what? They All they did was run Melo ISO. But look at this shit. When Melo's getting one-on-one -on -one opportunities in the paint, in the post, and, and fuck it from three points. I mean, that guy, good luck one-on-one. -on -one. He's still just as good as he was in New York and uh, arguably just as good as he was in Denver. You know what I mean? He's a young man. And he's not having to put the miles on his knees and on his feet like, like he had to everywhere else. So they're like, oh. Pay him, pay him, and, uh, you know, whatever. Unselfish, man. Melo needs to be appreciated for, like, his contribution to the city. And all this, I'm just saying all this because it all dials back into what I feel the Aldridge Blazers did not have. 
and what they have now is unselfish unquestionable we got olympians un the, the talent is just so it's unreal and i'm a skeptic i mean i bet a dollar to a girl right last year when uh when braun went to the lakers or whatever and i said there's no way anybody's beating the lakers and she, oh no the blazers will beat them I'm like they can't oh well why why not why couldn't they i'm like well it's very simple man because anthony davis is like seven foot a million and can shoot a fadeaway fucking three. It's it's unreal. And he's a powerhouse on the board. He's it's a, if he's healthy and LeBron's good, it's gonna be a problem. Like it's just gonna be a problem for anybody. And it was, as you saw, she still owes me a dollar. I'm not gonna say any names. Still owes me a dollar for that performance that he put on. And uh, yeah, it was a majestic man. And don't get me wrong. There's there's I love LeBron James. I really do. I don't agree with everything he says or everything he does, but I mean, so is life, you know, tis life. I don't agree with anybody on anything most of the time, but uh, what he's been able to do, building different teams and, you know, I'm going to do it with a little guy. I'm going to do it with Kyrie. I'm going to do it with a big guy. I'm going to do it with Davis. I'm going to do it with uh, an, an aging D Wade and Chris Bosh. It was supposed to be mellow and Chris Bosh, you know, I guess, I guess he could complete the three and he did. And that's why I give LeBron credit. But this Blazers team that I'm seeing, it has the potential to, to beat that Lakers team. And if Nurk, he gets enough time off, Nurkic gets healthy, and he hits the floor again and he's running, it's going to be a scary thing for, uh, for a lot of NBA teams because I just watched 50-plus. We got a season sweep of the Pelicans, right? The Pelicans get the broom out, sweep, bye-bye. And they put up a hell of a fight. It was brutal. But when it came to clutch time, I watched Ingram, right? When this is a guy who went to a big college second round pick, you know, like missed two free throws. Lillard come back. There's no way the Blazers are supposed to win that game. Come back and then drop him. Bucket, bucket. Right back in it. Just clutch. Clutch is Jordan. I have not seen that much clutch since Jordan. Arguably Kobe too. But since Jordan, that same feeling where I'm like, butterflies in my stomach, Lillard's got the ball, and I just got this fucking feeling like he's going to nail that shit. And he does. And now CJ's back. I just watched uh, watch him go against the Dallas Mavericks. Very skilled. I mean, these guys are snipers on the Mavericks. So, I mean, Hardaway Jr., right? And obviously, Luka, right? All-star, no problem. And he still dropped 30-something. I mean, I mean, it's was, it was a legit game. And, you know, Porzingis. I mean, Dallas is no joke. Their, their record doesn't really personify how good Dallas is. And we, we ran them down the stretch. And when did we beat them? When it was clutch time. Fourth quarter, into fourth quarter, we were down. And that's when we came back and pulled. So, man, I love this Blazers team. I really do. And I'm, uh, I'm just so happy to get to witness it and be a part of it in the city and in a city where there's so many things going wrong and it looks so bad and it's so bleak but it's not the case we're okay you know with Lillard at the helm at least you could turn on the TV on NBC Sports and you could watch the shit and you could feel good about your city in that context so like I said we're gonna get into a lot of different things and sports gonna be a heavy thing on this uh on this podcast. On a more somber note, 
you know, something I, I wasn't really looking forward to talking to, but, it, you know, it needs to be spoke about. Uh, shit that went down in Georgia the other day, man. I mean, talk about just fucking travesty, man. Some dipshit decides to go buy a gun that day and take out fucking eight individuals, six women, two men. Uh, and it's been diagnosed pretty much from the vibe I got from it as, as a hate crime. Uh, I can tell you firsthand, uh, this Asian shit, Asian hate, all this shit's gotta stop, man. This is like, this is silly. Uh, hating anybody. First of all, you gotta recognize the planet, uh, how big it is and how big Asia itself actually is. I mean, this guy's shooting the place up. He has no idea if these people are Chinese, Vietnamese, Thai, Laos, you know, he has no fucking clue. Uh, and if it was just based on a, a hate crime and it was just, what a fucking awful, awful thing to do to take out on people that ain't got nothing to do. Anybody who's over here is over here for a reason. Let's just start with that. Uh, including uh, white people. And I get like, oh, well, white white gets grouped into a lot of things. There's a lot of different white out there. And that, that's kind of what I want to link in here. Like, there's white people, right? But a Russian person is not the same as an Irish person. And an English person ain't the same as a, a fucking Scottish person. And a Scottish person ain't the same as a Romanian person. And white is a pretty big thing. So is Asian, right? There's so many different cultural differences and so many different uh, types of people out there. If you were just frustrated about having to wear a mask and stay at home, uh, I'm sorry. I don't give a fuck if you're having a bad day or not. The police department said, oh, he's having a bad day. Man, fuck them. You wonder why we don't like fucking cops, man. Man, fuck y'all. That motherfucker... Fucking look, he looked like a weasel. Like I saw the mugshot and I was like, whose fucking kid is this? Fucking nasty ass neck beard. Fucking probably ain't been laid in fucking 17 years, if not ever. Uh and here's the other thing that's fucked up, right? And again, I don't want to get too political, but here's what's fucked up. I watched a documentary on human trafficking in San Francisco. The police kick in the door, blah, 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 arrest a couple of fucking Johns that are coming to get, you know, what they came for. Uh, and these girls, like 17 of them, are hiding in the wall. And they were all there because they had to pay a debt back wherever they came from. If it was Korea or it was fucking wherever. They, they owed money to somebody or their family, their father, somebody. They owed money and the quickest way to get it was to hit San Francisco, go work at the massage parlor, make some, make some fucking money. Run that contract and get back home. These girls, I mean, it was, you want to talk about the G-code? Sticked into the strictest G-code of ever. None of them talked to cops. None of them talked. They're stuffed in a wall, literally, in San Francisco, in a, in, you know, in one of those massage parlors. I saw the photo uh, in, in Atlanta or whatever, and it was a 24-hour, you know, 7. And as a blue-collar dude who's always on the road, you know, Typically, you know what that means, right? Like, it is what it is, right? But this is someone's business regardless. So the, the fucked up thing is like, for all we know, and this is what I think. I think this guy was one of them incel weirdos, no girlfriend. Nobody was trying to mess with him because he's, you know, obviously some kind of weird. And I think one of these places told him to fuck off. I think maybe multiple ones said, hey, don't come back here. We don't want you here. 
blah, blah, blah. But if there was any sort of, uh, you know, activity going on that could get anybody in trouble, that's going to that's going to sideline the entire investigation. And again, police are an after the incident investigation force. It's what they are. It's what they do. And uh, so they're not going to talk to the cops, really. And so so it gets painted as a 100% hate crime. And for all I know, it was. But we also know everything with the media comes with a thin layer of truth, a veil of truth. And we don't really know. We don't know why this guy did. But I can bet you that they said, this guy's a weirdo. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, we don't want these weird dudes coming in here, uh, coming up in our shop, scaring the girls, scaring this. Like, you know, and this comes with the problem with our legislative uh, system, really, because uh, if it was one of those massage parlors, it shouldn't even be illegal First of all, these these women should have the same rights and protection as every American citizen, even if they're here on a visa. They should have the same rights and protection and be able to actually tell the truth of what this guy did, what he came there for, why he was there, what the problem was. Because as it sits right now, it's fucked up. You know, all we know right now is that a guy bought a gun and went and shot a bunch of places up, killed six women and two guys. Why the fuck? And now I'm not saying that real hate deep racism real murder real fucked up individuals i mean look at history like yeah it's a fact like it's out there but part of me just feels like there's more to the story that they can't tell for fear of prosecution from you know the government themselves because you know just based off what that fucking cop said where he's like yo uh he was having a bad day basically he's looking for a reason to justify why these people got murdered he's trying to write it off we need to protect people. We need to protect these people. And uh, sex workers, strippers, whatever. Like, do whatever you want to do. That's the whole point of America, right? Is that you can do what you want to do without persecution of church and state. That's what it was supposed to be. As long as you're not hurting anybody, you should be able to run a business 24-7, whatever. And, you know, I'm not saying morally, like, I agree with shit, like... It, my morals have nothing to do with it. I'm saying the principle of the United States of America was funded on some other shit. So my whole problem with this is I feel there's more to the story. And my other problem with this is put that motherfucker behind a truck and drag his ass. Fuck him. Fuck a trial. Fuck if we know he squeezed the trigger. Fuck him. Kill his ass. What? Why do I, Why do I want to pay money to feed him? Federal? What? Who's gonna feed him? The state of Georgia? You know, who's going to feed this fucking piece of shit? Uh, I'm not with it. I don't agree with it. And uh, again, I don't like to get into real heavy topics, but this needs to be something. Look, I don't care what type of white person you are. I don't care what type of Asian person you are. I don't care fucking where you came from in Africa. I don't care what, you know, where you came from in Mexico. I love everybody equally. Like, I love everybody equally. And everybody deserves a fair crack in this country. I don't give a fuck how you got here. Uh, but it seems... More and more likely that uh, the real problem turns out to be the way the government is actually uh, enforcing shit and maybe looking for shit to actually get to the bottom of a case. And this piece of shit will probably sit in jail forever. Alive, eating, telling his story, his fucking uh, his trophy story of how he killed a bunch of human beings. Man, fuck you, man. Firing squad. You know? Uh, inhumane. Call it what you want. No. If you kill anybody... 
anything like that, you get the same treatment. Real quick, fast, in a hurry, man. If I know, if I saw a camera, you squeeze the trigger, donezo. Ba-bow. Bye-bye. You know, especially a guy, I mean, look at that motherfucker. Seriously, pull his picture up on the internet and fucking look at him. Disgusting. And like I said, I don't, I don't want to get too heavily involved in shit, but, you know, it... In, in that case, in that context, like, like literally, like, my wife is Asian-American, second gen. My family, like, I was adopted. That's how I feel. I was adopted by an uh, Asian family. And I've got nothing but hostility, uh, food, love, and and support from them. So, man, it, it, if you don't feel the way I feel, man, fuck, go ahead and tune out, man. Fuck y'all. I really don't care. You know, I'm going to do my shit regardless, bro. If, if you want to fucking uh, feel that kind of way, then feel it. But, uh, you know, there's my somber moment for this uh, podcast. I'm going to move it right along to something that, that is going to hit a lot of people in a weird way. And it's coming soon. Uh, and it's actually, in my opinion, it's it's kind of it's kind of a bad thing, man. I, I don't really like it. I've been on my brother-in-law's netflix right i know going from that to this is kind of silly but i've been on his netflix for i don't know the kids watch it we've been on it for like years right well netflix is gonna come out and it sounds like they're gonna start implementing single login use so if uh i'm on netflix you can't be on it you know the password distribution to where everybody can uh, basically watch Netflix at any time. You can just hand it out to everybody. So one guy's paying money uh, and everybody else can uh, reap the benefits. Your family and shit's going out the window. It's going out the door. So, man, I get that. I get you got to make money, but shit. How much money do they really need to make? I mean, is it is it Hollywood? Is it is it uh you know, the chaos. I don't know where the pressure is coming from, but the word on the street, the rumor is that Netflix is basically close to bankruptcy. Like, they're, they're, they have to pay for all these movies to put them out. They're trying to stay in front of the curve, but they can't because financially, um, everybody's throwing the password around, so it ain't working. Um, and I, the thing that I have a problem with and what I really hope doesn't happen is that this just catches wind with everything, like HBO, whatever you call it. I mean, I get my Xfinity password to my brother. I pay a lot of money. Like, fuck, we pay like $300 a month almost for cable and uh, business speed cable and internet and shit like that. But if this is a trend, this is going to be really jacked for especially a lot of people in an economic crisis. You know, COVID came to shut everything down. A lot of people lost their jobs. A lot of people having trouble eating. At least you had the fucking Netflix, right? At least you had HBO Go. At least you had all this shit. So if they start getting privy to this, and I'm sure they have been, to maximize a profit, that's fucked up, man. It's a fucked up thing, and it's it's coming right down the pike. Like, you know, I just read this shit. I don't know two days ago that uh that that this is the the, the route that they're gonna go and what they're thinking about doing. So again. I don't want to be too heavy on politics, but here's what's going on in the news with the COVID vaccinations. Uh, I know a lot of people that feel one way and a lot of people that feel another way, and I'm kind of in the middle of it. Uh, I get the stuff that's not tested could be unsafe and uh, that, that it could be a prelude to something. However, 
science is science and uh i i have a hard time believing that 800 people in 800 different labs trying to cook shit up because it's for profit we're talking about a capitalistic system uh are all out to like i don't know put micro bugs in you i mean i i just can't get that far on the on the boat you know i'm, I'm halfway on i'm halfway off i agree that you know fda has a certain level of testing that needs to be done i also understand that emergency situations constitute uh emergency action and sometimes you know people don't know people do know uh so i'm kind of in the middle of it but but the news the report is that joe biden a week ahead of schedule has uh has gotten the shots out he's gotten the shots out and by shots i mean a hundred million shots okay and uh it, it's really weird you know in the country the you know kind of the climate is people either just like shit like the devil's coming and it's the mark of the beast or that like please give me like six shots whatever i can do to get back to normal that that, that our modern day science prevails and i'd like to know everybody's kind of opinion on this you know what i mean like i'm not quite sure how how most people feel i know people family members that have gotten the shots they're fine you know and uh i know people that are just like get that fucking needle away from me don't you ever even suggest that i take that shit because it's that's the road to hell type of thing and it's like damn there's no in between it's it's literally one or the other it's kind of the country's divided on it and i've seen a video of people in london like fucking singing songs literally the happy and you know it song literally except change the words out for take that poisonous uh vaccination and stick it up your ass instead of clap your hands and if you're happy that kind of thing it's it it's a really weird world that we live in and um it's not it's not beyond me to understand that people in power want more power and you know god i don't even fucking know what these people do because i you know like i said i'm a blue collar guy you know i went to college and shit military guy but i'm not you know it's not like i was fucking admiral fucking kenosis right like no i was just like a fucking regular dude doing a regular job and uh you know just trying to make it through so i can go to college and shit uh same thing in college you know i've seen a lot of people that have views that are kind of perplexing in college they just uh you know will basically believe anything that, that comes out of a textbook or comes down the pipeline and i don't think that's the right way to look at shit either you know what i'm saying like you, you gotta think for yourself at some point in time without fear of ridicule or fear of that uh you won't be accepted for your belief system because everybody's belief system matters right like it really does and then and again going back to that whole american thing like if you're american that's why we're here that's why our ancestors came here was to not be persecuted by a monarchy right and uh you know also in history you know tells us that they were uh extremists in themselves they were uh, extreme uh, religious beliefs and extreme thought processes um and i'm not i'm not condoning that either i'm just saying there, there's got to be a middle ground uh for both for all this shit for both of it you know what i mean it can't just be uh one way or the other it's got to be uh it's got to be down the middle that's that's kind of what we're built on we're a melting pot and within that melting pot we also have some weird shit going on uh again i don't want to be too conspiracy heavy but uh maxwell 
Ghislaine Maxwell, uh, Jeffrey Epstein's right-hand chick or whatever, has been detained and arrested for being a horrific human being, yada, yada, yada. And there's a lot of speculation about this and that. But a judge just ruled that her information was too sensational and impure to be revealed. And I find that kind of funny because, <laughs> I mean... We'll just jump right into the Grammys, right? Like, Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion, whatever, man. I, I'm i a fan of music as it should be, right? Like, I'm, I'm literally a fan of music as it should be. Uh, written, created, produced, mixed, mastered, all by the artist because that is the entire art, right? Um... Number one uh, seller across the globe, Michael Jackson. That's that's a no-brainer. Number two, though, that you might find odd was the Fugees and Lauren Hill, and that's that's why I'm going to tie this back into the Grammys. Lauren Hill, you know, believe what she believes or not, was a true artist and is a true artist, and has you know, I was talking to my wife about this the other day. I'm like, you look at someone like Cardi B, uh, and then you look at Lauren Hill. And you're like, where's the fucking disconnect, right? Because Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion won three Grammys. You can't... Give me a fucking break, man. Give me a break. I don't care. Like, I get it. Like, ratchet music's fun. Club music. <laughs> like, whatever. But when you have people out here like Erica Badu and Lauren Hill, and then you got Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B, I'm just speaking on females... What the fuck? Seriously, what the fuck? Like, this is this what our kids? Is this okay? Like, is this what they're supposed to listen to? Uh, is this the norm? Is this the new norm? And uh, I grew up with, you know, a lot of different. You know, I came right off the edge of the Public Enemies and NWAs, right into fucking Tupac, and Tupac was basically his own class outside of the education system because it would never teach you the stuff that he was telling you, and it was all factual. Uh, they got their own description, their own ideas in the school system and what they think is too heavy or too light. But as an adult, the best thing I probably could have done as a 12 year old was bought all eyes on me and listen to that Tupac record and figured about DeLorence Tucker, you know, to you talking about, I don't even know who that was. You got to look it up. You got to teach yourself. If you're that curious, you're that devoted to the craft. You got to learn, you know, you got to learn something. And Tupac is one of my greatest teachers, so it's the same thing with Lauren Hill, who basically said, you don't have to, to, to fucking get ass implants and fucking have your hair all extended out and fucking get your neck. You don't have to do that. Like, be happy being you. Be yourself. Be productive. Be positive. Be strong. And uh, be, be a role model, right? Like, start a business. Be a That's positivity. Lauren Hill then, since the miseducation of Lauren Hill, pulled the plug and she decided that I'm done with the music industry. I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm going to raise a family and I'm just, I'm tired of doing it. I love you fucking Proz and fucking Wyclef, but I, I don't want to do it anymore. I'm done. Erica Badu is still doing her thing, but there's no push for that, right? There's no push for a happy, mature, adult, uh law-abiding citizen you know that that's doing well there's no push for that the push is the wop right wop 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 ratchet 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 
Gun, gun, gun. Kill, kill, kill. Why? Where, why? Where's the diggable planets? Where's the tribe called quest? Where's, where is the fucking real perspective of real people in a positive manner? Because if you listen to, you know, pop country or whatever, you know, you know, Miranda Lambert's talking about being happy to make it to 35. Where is that in the fucking rap industry? People ain't making it out of their fucking rap game, you know, 22 years old. Motherfuckers are dying at 2021. 20, Out the window. Gone. Forever. Bye. They're making more money on them being gone. They don't know how to pay them shit. You know what I'm saying? They pay the estate, whatever percentage, you know, is agreed on. I mean, it's sad, man. It's really sad. And, uh... Just the fact that the Grammys, you know, even promoted this shit and like that's where we're at now is just shows like the state of America. Like, cause all these fucking, you know, white ass, fucking khaki wearing, seven series binge driving, universal executives are making money off of this fucking, you know, this bullshit. And, let, and let's be clear too Cardi B's not even fucking African American, right? She's fucking, what, Indian and uh, Puerto Rican or something? Yeah, she's brown. But does that constitute you to, to drive, like, the music that she's pumping? It's almost like they just put a plant in there or something, man. It's fucked up. Now, Megan's different. And I get, like, Megan's successful. I get why she's successful. And she's got some, you know, easy E tributes and this and that. But, like, baseline, bottom line, like, what this shit is, is, like, it's garbage, man. It's trash. And I'm sad. I'm sad we don't have more Erica Badu's and India Rees and uh, fucking Lauren Hills, you know, to 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 balance, counterbalance. Because I even feel like in the '90s, even the 2000s, like there was a fucking counterbalance. Like it wasn't all one way or the other way or whatever. Uh, and nowadays, it really is. Like that's what it is. It's so heavily one-sided that it's 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 uh, kind of disturbing, you know. So anyway, I'm going to get on my pedestal on the Grammys and my opinions on this and that and that. And we got to get into something more intense, more live. And that is motherfucking Mortal Kombat, the movie coming out this month. Oh, God, I can't wait. I seriously cannot wait. Sub-Zero, Scorpion, dueling it out, doing their thing. I guess Johnny Cage isn't in the movie. And, you know, let's, let's go ahead and just talk about the criticisms of it already people say oh mortal kombat video game movies they're always bad was mortal kombat really bad in the 90s though because when that movie dropped i mean that soundtrack this song this whole thing was freaking fire flame dylon 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 it was completely spot on it was a huge success everybody loved that shit even the soundtrack to this day people recognize this song, when it comes on, I mean, how many years has it been? 25? Give me a break. It's been around forever. Still holds up. So, I'm really, really excited for this uh, Mortal Kombat movie. It's coming out this month. You don't have to go to the theaters. It's coming to HBO, so you can watch it, you know, right in the comfort of your own home. Safe. No COVID possibilities, you know, on the couch. And, uh... I'm curious to see how this does and how people react because the way that they're talking about it is they're going to make several Mortal Kombat movies and, uh, you know, depending on how this one does and we're, we're going to see how it goes and I'm excited for it. I'm a Mortal Kombat fan 
and uh, the game and the movie and anything they really do, man. Some of the most iconic characters and stories that that I've ever heard. And uh, I'm going to support it for sure. So I hope you do too. Uh, check it out and let me know what you think about it. The next movie coming out, I'm also super excited about. Just the same equivalent. Godzilla vs. King Kong. Oh, come on. You guys are giving us that? Okay, thank you very much. Same thing, HBO, all that stuff. Uh, you don't have to go watch it in theaters, but man, Godzilla, bro. First King Kong, and, you know, I'd like to do a poll. I want to know who, who's going to win. I mean, King Kong recently has been painted as, I don't know, the good guy, the savior of humanity, but... Godzilla was that at one point, you know, something else would come Godzilla They'd figure out a way to wake his ass up or uh, To drive him where they needed to drive him to fight whatever other colossal Titan He needed to fight, you know, and so I mean I feel like that's where Kong's at right now Kong's the because obviously it's more a uh, Closer associated to the homo sapien race, I suppose which we are what we come from um, as opposed to the lizard, right? Because lizards, you know, get on TikTok, they're bad, right? Lizards, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, so we got King Kong versus Godzilla. It's going to be an epic battle showdown. So, another thing I wanted to add to this show, I like uh, mythology and I like sea creatures. I like dragons. I like all that kind of crazy stuff that keeps your imagination flowing right they, what could have been what might have been was it a have been i don't know you know i i don't want to call it conspiracy because i feel like mythology kind of dates more back and relates more to history because if you look at some of the shit at egyptians and aztecs and ethiopians and all these people put on fucking stones a million and a half years ago uh there was a definitive, definitive uh, resemblance all across the globe to some crazy shit. So it's not too far-fetched to think that some of this shit didn't exist. And some of this that I'm going to present in this next segment actually did. So, without further ado, I'm going to roll us straight into the Megalodon, right? What is it? How big is it? Would it kill you? Would it kill your favorite apex predator today in the ocean? I want to get into that because uh, we've only experienced, I don't know, and explored 5% of the ocean. So I, I want to get into that, man, because it's it's kind of crazy and it's kind of creepy and it's a little scary and it's uh, it's kind of a great way to throw a little mix into this podcast. It's riddled with sports politics pop culture movies and so on and so on and so on and so forth so without further ado i want to present to you the titan predating the great white shark the megalodon and i also want to know what your thoughts are on this so i'm going to present a few facts that we know about the megalodon and does it still exist It's really tough to say. I've seen video footage. 
of a blue whale breaching the ocean. And something the size, maybe two times the size, three times even, of a great white shark taking a bite. Now, I get it. CGI, there's a lot of different things that could play into did this event actually happen. But there was a fishing trip in South Africa, which is where the breaching great white sharks are. Where a group of people came in, touched down, 9 o'clock in the morning, having a good time, having a drink, talking about they wanted to catch the biggest thing in the sea. Well, be careful what you wish for, because night cam footage came out of these folks on the boat, having a good time. Bam, just like Jaws, bam, the boat hit. What was that? Everybody's in shock. This was the last footage ever seen of these people. The boat went down and zero remains were found. This is fact. Zero remains. So whatever came up for them wanted the blood and guts. It wanted the people. It didn't want the boat, but it knew it needed to sink the boat. What the fuck is big enough to sink a boat? And I'm talking, this is like one of those, I'm rich, I'm a fisherman boats. It's a yacht. Double deck. It wasn't like a, a massive yacht, not like a Jay-Z Hove, you know, yacht, triple deck. It was, you know, it was just a big boat. There's nothing, I don't know, could an orca do that? I'm not, I'm not quite sure, like, what the fuck could sink a boat, eat all the remains of everybody in the boat, and just be good with that, and just be done with that, and we're not gonna sit around and talk about, like, what the fuck was that? No, this really happened. These people are dead. They're dead. Gone. R.I.P. Dead. So, the Megalodon, if you don't know what a Megalodon is, I'm gonna break it down in layman's terms. Great White Shark times, like, four giant great white shark and they say it went extinct and you know the science makes sense like something that big needs to eat a lot but given the fact that we only know five percent of the ocean in places like the marianas trench and some of these like really remote crazy locations it's not too far-fetched to think that maybe possibly something lives and not just one thing but a lot of things live way down deep way down deep and i think deep blue i'm a shark week guy right deep blue we got one scuba diver that swam with deep blue it's 20 foot female the females tend to be bigger great white shark terms right they tend to be bigger it makes sense because they have to give birth they need to eat they need to give birth the males they're just eating they're not really like producing you know they're just they're just chow monsters right but what if something that was twice deep blue size was twice as deep in the ocean it's very plausible ladies and gentlemen it's not too far-fetched it's really not Here's my take on the Megalodon. I went out to Seaside. I know a lot of my Oregonians, Northwesters, we, we like to go to the beach, but we know damn well this beach ain't like California Beach. And not NorCal, I'm talking about SoCal. 
We can go take his shirt off, get a tan. Well, you want to lift some weights, do some pull-ups, go buy some swag. Well, no, not that. Northwest Beach, like, you got a coat on. It's kind of cold. It's not the most inviting place. But, oh, God, it's beautiful. I, I've, I love it. And like I said in the last podcast, I've lived all over the world, but I love the Northwest. Good, bad, and different. I love it. And that includes the coast. I really love the coast. But you got to think. I, I I was out there. We rented an Airbnb, and I said, okay, I want to eat crab. I'm at the coast. Right? A lot of us do. We want to eat seafood when we're at the coast because you know it's going to be the best. You can't beat it. So the people that had the Airbnb said, hey, man, we got a kayak, man. If you got balls, you can uh, throw some chicken down there and go grab a, you know, fresh crab, big crabs, you know. So I did it. I, <laughs> I took my ass, said, you know, pat on my ass out there, said, oh, no big deal. I'll go get it. Drop the trap. But as I drop the trap and I'm past the break, right, I'm, I'm past the jetty, you know, where you go walk out on the rocks and you like, you know, the splish splash. I'm past that. I'm deep out there. And I throw this fucking crab trap over the side of my kayak. Right? I'm there with family. And everyone's hoping that I can get a, you know, get a couple crabs or whatever. My dumbass didn't realize that the rope and the weight of this chicken in this crab trap might potentially flip this little ass kayak that I got going. Boom. Flips it. Yaka. Kayak goes, so does my ass, freezing cold, no swimsuit, no, no, just a pair of trunks, you know, not no wetsuit, go flipping over, and I'm thinking to myself, I just dropped chummed meat into the ocean, I just, that's what I just did, and I'm fluttering around like a butterfly in spring in the ocean, and everything that I know about sharks and giant mammals and megalodonts, great whites and all, so it's ringing through my head. I'm scared as fuck. I'm scared. If I don't get it back on this kayak and get the fuck out of here, someone's going to eat me in no time. Luckily, I was able to get myself back on the kayak and get back in there. But I told the people, the Airbnb owners, I said, hey, you know, you guys should really go get those crabs because... Uh, you know, I, I don't know if I'm suited for that. So they did. You know, this kid must have done it a million times. Uh, I was not so good at it. But you never know what lurks beneath the deep. The ocean. The unexplained. You never know what lurks in outer space. You never know what lurks in caves. It's the lurking, right? That's what freaks me out. And it might have been nothing. I might have been out there with a bunch of friendly uh, humpback whales. You know, they want to hang out and give me a ride back to shore. But in my mind, I know that there's possibilities. Megalodons, great whites, just a regular fucking shark. It doesn't matter. Any of those things could take a chunk out of your quad and leave you bleeding out in the ocean. So that's going to transition us into my last and final segment, which is songs that I think could have been minus the record industry, much bigger, and the band could have been much bigger. I don't know. This isn't a hip-hop song. This is Local H. 
okay? And you hear this song on the radio quite frequently uh, in the Northwest, and I know some of my friends, definitely this band is from the Midwest. I have, I used to be a bouncer, and my boss uh, actually knew these guys. I lived in a punk rock house in Chicago, and uh, I just, man, it just hits different. What the, the message of this song, the lyrics of this song, everything about this song and this band. I mean, it's a white guy who kind of looks like John Mayer with another guy who kind of looks like he could be in the band 311 and a black drummer who looks like he might just hang out with like Kodak Black or something, bro. It, it, it literally for its time was so advanced for its time and you hear it quite a bit. And I posted it on my social media and I posted it on my shit. But I'm going to play it for you guys. And then I'm going to kind of break it down after like how I feel about it and what I thought about it. And uh, and yeah, and then we're going to do our exit. So without further ado, Local H. Fuck, man. I'm just gonna say that song for me. That's that's one of my top ten favorite songs. Man, you can like it, love it, hate it, whatever you want. But for me, it it provides an outside thought process to something that's been created, and I want to double back to that. And what I'm gonna say 
It's just my opinion, but as a bouncer in Southeast Portland, I saw a lot of fake bullshit wannabe uh, down with the scene. So, like, automatically when he says wannabe down, I know what that means. I know what he's saying. Like, motherfuckers wanna be down. They wanna be with it. They wanna be hot. They want to be accepted. They want the Patagonia vest with the curled brim flat on the front. Silly to me. You know what I mean? And then he says, I've learned my lesson before now. Like, I've already learned my lesson. You know what I mean? Like, like he already knows. He already knows. Like, he already learned his lesson. You know what I mean? And the lesson is, is that, you know, maybe at one point in time, I was... One of the people, the sheeple, following the pack. Like, I just want to be down. Like, I just want to be down. Who doesn't want acceptance? Who doesn't want to be down? But I learned my lesson before now. I learned it. I learned my lesson. And that means something, man. Like, if you didn't learn your lesson and, like, people, you know, like, if you're dead, you're gone. Like, you're Kurt Cobain. Like, you know, people are going to overanalyze Juice World. They're going to overanalyze your lyrics a little bit, but if you're alive, they're not. I'm going to do it. I've learned my lesson before now. Like, I've been one of those people. Like, I know what that means, but, like, I know the truth behind it. And when I was working in Southeast and I was working the doors and I used to see these people coming to concerts and I used to see all of this wannabe down. Fuck it. Don't, don't be down. Just be genuine. Like, seriously, just be yourself. Be genuine. But it speaks to all of us in the fact that we all want to be accepted. We all want to be part of something. But but what? Because it because the guy's, you know, not dead or whatever. Like, that's, that's a problem. Like, it's not that heavy. No, it's heavy. It's one of the heaviest songs ever made. And like I said, counterculture-wise, this is super progressive for its time. Because this was like... Three different genres of music mashed into one. And when I say that, I don't speak lightly. Like I said, if you were a John Mayer guy, if you were a fucking, you know, you, you played drums on a death metal band, whatever. This was a band that was so far ahead of its time and still is. It can't really be compared, contrasted to anything other than what it is. And what it is, is Local H. And this shit is fire, and it will continue to be fire until the end of time. Questions, comments, concerns, please leave them in the post. I'm DJ Kenosis, a.k.a. Nick at Night, a.k.a. whatever y'all want to call me. But I'm just trying to provide you with something authentic for the Northwest and the PDX market other than the bullshit you've been sold from L.A. So... Without further ado, I'm going to bow out gracefully. Thank you so much for hanging out with me and listening, man. I really appreciate it. And if you made it this far in the podcast, you're a real one. And I love you. I love you. And uh, I'll be back. I'll be back again and again and again. All right. We'll see you later, playboy. Or playgirl. Whatever you say. <laughs>